It is my prayer that the Lord will use today's Bible verses to do something good in your life. A lady had just returned home from Sunday evening church service one day when she was startled by a burglar. With great biblical authority, she said, Stop! Acts 2, 38. Stop! Acts 2, 38. If you were to read Acts 2, 38, you would see that it says, Turn from your sin. Turn from your sin. That's what it says. So, so this dear lady yelled out to the robber, Stop! Acts 2, 38. Well, the, the thief stopped. He stopped dead in his tracks. And then the woman calmly called the police and explained what she had done. As the police officer cuffed the man, he said to the burglar, he said, Why did you stop? Why did you stop your robbery? All the old lady did was yell a Bible verse at you. Bible verse, the crook replied. She said she had an axe. She said she had an axe and two thirty-eight pistols. <laughs> okay. Our theme today is beautifully this. As you receive the Lord's Supper, rejoice. Rejoice. And we're going to rejoice from Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 8. Here it is. Titus 3, verse 4 says, But when God our Savior revealed His kindness and love, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Because of His grace, He declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. My friends, the scripture that we have just read provides for us many beautiful reasons to rejoice as we receive the Lord's Supper today. To begin with, the first truth that should cause us to rejoice is this. Number one, rejoice in God's kindness and love for us. Rejoice in His love and kindness for us. Verse 4 clearly says, When God our Savior revealed His kindness and love. This part of our Bible was originally written in Greek. And the Greek word, which is translated kindness or goodness, is, is really beautiful when you stop and reflect upon it. It means that spirit which is so kind. It's referring to that spirit which is so kind that it is always eager to do or to, to give whatever gift may be necessary. That spirit, which is so kind, is, is eager to give whatever gift may be necessary. 
it produces not only warm feelings, but also it produces generous action at all times. So I want you to think about it. God was eager to give himself in the person of Jesus Christ to die on the cross because it was necessary. It was necessary for him to pay the price for your sins and mine. Verse 4 says, when God our Savior revealed his kindness. Rejoice over his kindness. And that verse also goes on and says, when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love for us. John 3.16 beautifully tells us, for God so loved the world, that's you and me, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And 1 John 4, verse 9 declares, God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice to take away our sins. And Revelation 1, 5 says, Oh, glory to Him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding His blood for us. And so, my dear friends, as we take the Lord's Supper today, I want to encourage you and I want to invite you to rejoice, rejoice over God's kindness and love that He has demonstrated for you and for me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? And may God's kindness, may God's kindness and love for you also inspire you, inspire me to show an abundance of kindness and love towards others. Praise God. Then from these beautiful verses of Titus 3, 4 through 8, as you receive the Lord's Supper, rejoice. Rejoice about how we are saved from our sins, not because of our good deeds, but because of God's mercy. Amen? The first part of verse 5 says, He saved us not because of righteous things we have done, but because of His mercy. He saved us because of His mercy. What is mercy? Well, in this context, mercy, here it is, mercy is compassion shown towards someone who has offended you. Mercy is compassion shown towards someone who has offended you. Our sins had offended God. Our sins offended God to the extent that Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. We are saved from our sins not because of our good deeds, 
But it is because of, as Titus 3.5 says, because of God's mercy. Amen? We are saved because of God's compassion for you and me, even though our sins offended Him. I'm reminded of Ephesians chapter 2 in our Bible, verses 8 and 9, which in the New Living Translation beautifully says this. It says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Isn't that beautiful? Amen? Think about this. God has shown you incredible mercy, which is compassion. Compassion towards someone who has been offended. Is it possible that someone has recently offended you? Do you today maybe need to show mercy towards him or her? Amen? Here's another cause for rejoicing as we prepare to receive the Lord's Supper. Number three, rejoice because the Lord has washed away our sins. The middle part of verse 5 says, He washed away our sins. Some of your Bible translations might say, He cleansed us of our sins. Or He washed away our sins. Acts 22 verse 16 says, Have your sins washed away by calling calling on the name of the Lord. And 1 Corinthians 6.11 says, But you were cleansed, you were made holy, you were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. You were cleansed, says Corinthians. And 2 Peter 1.9 declares, They have been cleansed from all their sins. They have been cleansed or washed from all their sins. Some years ago, a songwriter by the name of Elisha Huffman reflected upon how because Jesus shed His blood on the cross of Calvary, our sins are now washed away. Elijah wrote the hymn, Are You Washed in the Blood? And the first verse of that hymn says, Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed, are you washed in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Another songwriter by the name of Robert Lowry who got blessed thinking about how his sins were washed away, wrote another wonderful hymn called Nothing But the Blood. And he says, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. So, my friends, 
rejoice because the Lord has washed away your sins as you put your faith and trust in Jesus. And here's a fourth reason we can rejoice. Rejoice about how the Lord has given us a new spiritual birth through the Holy Spirit. The latter part of verse 5 in Titus chapter 3, the latter part of verse 5 says, He washed away our sins, here it is, giving us, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 6 he says, He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. He generously poured out His Spirit through Jesus Christ, our Savior. These words remind me of a conversation. A conversation Jesus had with Nicodemus, which is recorded in the Gospel of John, chapter 3. In the Gospel of John, chapter, chapter 3, beginning at verse 3, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. Amen? All of us had a time when we were born physically. It's our birthday. Several of you stood up today to indicate that you've got a birthday in this particular month. And just recently, my family rejoiced and celebrated the birthday of our little grandson as he turned one year old. Well, my friends, when we repent of our sins and believe that Jesus died to pay the price for our sins, when we believe Jesus has washed away our sins, as Jesus said, we are born again. We are born again. The great evangelist Billy Graham often used to talk about the need for us to be born again spiritually. It is the time, is the time of our spiritual birth. It is our spiritual birthday. That is what God wants from all of us. And so the question is, have you had your own personal spiritual birthday? You can make today your spiritual birthday by repenting of your sins, putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the Savior and Lord, and then receiving communion and saying, yes, this day will mark my spiritual birthday, just as I was born physically some years ago. On this day, this Sunday, I am born again. I am born spiritually. Amen? And so as we receive the Lord's Supper today, rejoice. That you are, that you have been born again. Praise God. Here's another beautiful cause to celebrate and to rejoice. Number five. Number five. 
Rejoice about how God has declared us righteous. Rejoice about how God has declared us righteous. Verse 7 in our text. Verse 7 says, Because of His grace, He declared us righteous. He declared us righteous. What does it mean to be declared righteous? It means we have a right relationship with God. We have a right relationship with God. When we repent of our sins and believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior, we then have a right relationship with God Almighty. In Romans chapter 5 in our Bible, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of what He has done for us. My friends, if you believe Jesus has saved you from your sins, if you have faith that the Lord has washed away your sins, if you know that you have a spiritual birth, that you are born again, then you are declared righteous. You have peace with God. And so as you receive communion today, rejoice, rejoice about the fact that you are declared righteous in His sight. And give Him praise for that. Amen. And then... Another beautiful cause for celebration is this. Number six, rejoice over our confidence that we have eternal life. Going back to verse seven, we read, because of his grace, he declared us righteous. Here it is. And gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. And gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 16 says, Believe in Him that is Christ and receive eternal life. First John chapter 5 verse 11 declares, And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us, He has given you eternal life. First Peter 1.4 says, We have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you. Here on the main level, up in the balcony, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, radio listeners. I read about a man who found himself wondering, wondering whether there were any golf courses in heaven. I'm not a big golfer myself, but I know some of you are here, and that's wonderful. But this man found himself wondering whether there were any golf courses in heaven. He even began to ask the question in his prayers, saying, God, are there golf courses in heaven? 
One day in answer to his prayers, he received a direct answer from God through a special messenger. The heavenly messenger said, yes, 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 there are, there are many excellent golf courses in heaven. The greens are always in first class condition. The weather is always perfect. And you always play with the nicest people. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you, responded the man. That really is marvelous news. Yes, isn't it, replied the messenger. And we've got you down for a foursome next Saturday. <laughs> One writer says, says, there is the hope, there is the hope of even greater things. Christians are men and women for whom the best is always still to be. They know that however wonderful life on earth with Christ may be, the life to come will be greater still. Christians are people who know the wonder of the forgiveness of past sins, the thrill of present life with Christ, and the hope of the greater life which is to come. And so, my dear friends, as you receive communion today, rejoice. Amen? Rejoice. Give God praise and thank Him for all that He accomplished through Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful to rejoice. We are thankful for the privilege of rejoicing. And indeed, as we receive the Lord's Supper today, we rejoice about these marvelous truths that we uncover from Titus chapter 3. Thank you for these many blessings. Thank you. And now as we receive the Lord's Supper, may you by your Holy Spirit touch each mind and heart in a special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.